creating a podcast where we just have our normal conversations um, and record them, um, where we just talk about things that we find interesting and talk to people that we find interesting. Yeah, so basically we both have a lot of introspection and we're constantly debating, talking about ideas and different things. So we thought this is just like a very natural extension of that. Um, we both have had blogs in the past and people, they've actually had surprisingly very positive feedback in the sense that people kind of are really vibing the stuff that we talk about. So we thought this would be a cool way. Um, we had these conversations anyway, as I said, so why not get mm. them out there? Hopefully they may benefit someone. Yeah. Yeah. We're both basi basically like very, very interested in people and like the different things that people do, whether that's like um, career based or just like intellectual interests of people. Um, or like just hobbies of different people. Yeah. So hopefully like what we plan to do is just get on people that we like find interesting and which do like really different things and just have a cool conversation with them um, and hopefully make this like really, really diverse. We're both also like really big advocates in like coffees in the sense that when we get a coffee with mm. someone, we always learn something new from it. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been a coffee that either of us have had that it's been a negative experience because there's always something to learn from the way different people live yeah. their lives and stuff. So hopefully this is kind of just a big extension of that. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're definitely strong believers that like one of the most underutilized things in the world is just like getting a coffee, tea or lunch with someone like sort of random and just learning from them, like especially if they're older and mm. they've got better experience. And it's like, it's almost just like mentoring, just yeah. listening from someone. So the price of like 20 minutes you can get, like you can get basically 15, 20 years of learning experiences, mistakes packaged up so you don't necessarily have to make the same ones um, and that can govern your decisions, I guess. Mm. And um, so for our first episode, uh, we're not going to have anyone else um, talk that we're talking with, but we're just going to talk about our exchange experience. So basically around two months ago, me and Sachin got back from Utrecht, which is um, shown in this picture. Which beautiful is city. A very beautiful, uh, very charming city in the Netherlands. Um, it's located around 30 minutes away from Amsterdam. Um, and yeah, we lived there for six months on an exchange. Shout out to any of our exchange friends that watch this. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was, um, it was a really, really awesome experience. It was, it was amazing. All right, so before we get into that, we're just gonna introduce each other because as if you, if you know us well, you probably know we're kind of interchangeable people and like um, people always assume we're together. So um, hopefully this will be a bit interesting. So I'll introduce Adam first. Um, so, Adam is a 20-year-old university student, um, does economics, and he's just, he's just changed his degree, but economics and philosophy. Mm. Um, he's quite a sporty <coughs> type, very interested in fitness, very interested in meditation, very interested in learning, like kind of, like I see him very much as a lifelong learner. Um, he's also got this very social, crazy side of him that likes going to techno raves, likes going on benders, all those sorts of Can things. Can say that? <laughs> all right, I will censor that. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, so I would, I would say that Adam's like a very holistic person in the sense that he has this very intellectual side, but also a very fun side, likes, um, <laughs> likes like physical activity and stuff a lot um, and constantly trying to expose himself to new things. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll probably find out a way to censor that. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, so Sachin. I just keep it. <laughs> Sachin is, um, he's also 20 years old. He's, yeah, like you said, we're pretty similar in regards, but different in um, a lot of other ways. Probably the way I'll describe Sachin is that he's a very, very positive and energetic person. He, like, he always just sort of thinks, like, the, how do I describe it? In every situation, you always sort of think, how can you do the best? or just like sort of make someone happy, which is good. And that sort of defines him. 
Um, but yeah, very positive, enthusiastic person who also um, has like a huge um, willingness and just loves learning. Um, he studies economics, finance and psychology, but yeah, we both um, read a lot. Like he really likes sort of personal development books. He's reading this book called Game Changers, which like whenever <laughs> he meets someone, like even just on the street, he'll just start talking to them for 30 minutes about this book called Game Changers, which is like a like, sort of practical philosophy on um, it's like different biohacking, ways. Essentially. It's like biohacking and like experimenting with just like ways of living. Um, but yeah, apart from that, he's also very sporty. He's um, entering a physique, oh, a men's <laughs> physique competition at the end of this year, which is like a bodybuilding competition, but for having like a really good physique. So it doesn't mean like getting as big as possible, but more so getting as shredded as possible. He, he's a reason I'm doing that, but that's yeah, a different story. Yeah, and basically the reason is that he's always wanted to do it. And in Utrecht, every... <laughs> I've never wanted to do it, essentially. What? It's just been like... Oh, if I was really big, I wouldn't. No, do that, okay. So Sachin in Utrecht, like every month, he's like, "Oh, I'm going to enter a physique competition." <laughs> That's just me physique talking competition. <laughs> no, but he was yeah. like, I, I knew it was a true intention, and I said, like, "Okay, just like stop, like." saying it why not just enter it mm. and he was like oh maybe mm. and i said okay you're entering it and i forced him to enter it and that was a day he had like a huge like so basically that day he literally was like just sitting on the couch <laughs> and like shaking because he realized oh my god i'm gonna be on the stage competing and he got like really really scared but I i'm think still i'm still really scared he's man. still really scared but it's sort of good because it made him like face this like fear and now he's entering the reality that he is going to be doing that mm. and so yeah but yeah apart yeah, from that that was a big thing about like fear and stuff and mm. getting yourself really uncomfortable because we're both really really like liking our comfort zones a lot like in terms of traveling in terms of, in utrecht we'd go up to someone and ask them for 50 euros just because it like primed us to get us out of our comfort zone so this is kind of like a big extension of that and if anyone's interested in that check out yes theory you won't be disappointed yeah. <laughs> That's a really cool YouTube channel where basically a bunch of guys just do really, really crazy <laughs> and um, fun things just to challenge themselves. I, I don't think like we like getting out of our comfort zone. We just like we know that there's benefits of no, doing I think it's always so a challenge. I think it's always a good, a good feeling because in the sense when you're getting coffee with someone new, that's essentially getting out of your comfort zone. That's true. And you know that little butterfly feeling you get before you go because you don't know them. Mm. It's, like, it's like the same feeling on a date. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen, but afterwards you always feel really good. That's true. You always have that feeling like you want to pull out or whatever, um, like you think, oh, it's not going to be that worth it. And then you end up going through it. So the feeling before a cold shower. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. want to bring cold oh, showers into that's this. That's a big topic of discussion. Because we have a whole podcast on that's cold showers. That's a big showers. topic of discussion. But yeah. There'll probably be a whole podcast just in cold showers. <laughs> Basically, while, while we're in Utrecht, so yeah, we did like a lot of experimenting with different sort of like habits and things we can do to like prime ourselves. So like just make us feel better, have higher energy levels and like just feel more positive and stuff. And so we did try like different sorts of meditation, different sorts of exercise, Saunas, gratitude, saunas, diet things. Um, he did keto for like one meal, <laughs> but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically cold shower is like a big one so like in the morning or even before we went out we would do like a two minute cold shower like as cold as we could go and at times we'd just be screaming like ah like during the whole shower and when you get out of it you feel amazing like we would often substitute alcohol for a cold shower when we went out because we're in such a good mood <laughs> a lot of it is placebo though because when yeah. you're with your friends and stuff but yeah this 
But this whole state change thing, for me personally, it's kind of impacted me a little bit negatively as of late in the sense that because I'm so exposed to all these things and all the really good states I can be in, when I'm in like a fairly ordinary state, like I'm just not that low, a bit low energy and stuff, I kind of am hard on myself about it. Mm. And that can sometimes produce a bit of like anxiousness, a bit of head noise. So we should define head noise before we start okay. because we're going to talk about say this word a so lot. So yeah, we use the head noise basically interchangeably for the idea of overthinking. Mm. Overthinking yeah. just basically being a little bit confused mm. like you can be head noisy about an exam or something like that it's just a very loose adjective but mm. yeah so I, don't, I think we should jump into exchange now um so yeah as adam said before we went to utrecht in the netherlands um we can both agree it was the best time in our life by far um we heavily convinced we both probably convinced like 15 people each to go and exchange since we've come back yeah we've got friends that are actually going to utrecht like next semester and the semester after mm. just because like they've heard of our experience yeah but basically, exchange for us was, for me, actually not for Adam, was the first time living out of home. It was mm. the first time having this, like, complete freedom because we actually shared an apartment together. Mm. So we had this apartment together. We only had, we had four subjects of uni, but they were pretty chilled out. So we had a lot of free time, a lot of time to go out. And we weren't working as well. Yeah, we weren't working. Um, so that meant we did a lot of socializing. And so from the very beginning, I think this kind of sums up our exchange a little bit in the sense that when we first got there, we had this apartment. We hadn't met anyone, uni hadn't started, so we decided to organize a party. So we posted on the university international page that has like two to 3,000 people. We're like, we're having a party tonight. If anyone's keen, message us. And like 60 people rocked up. So essentially we almost lost our bond on the first day. But yeah. um, that was a really nice way of meeting people. And in a sense, like everyone exchange is really, really open, really, mm. really good people like i know this is very biased but i honestly think exchange brings out the most like the best people in the yeah. sense of people you want to actually talk to and so every party every time we went out and stuff we'd actually try and talk to five ten people on a night out mm. and just like get to learn about so many different cultures yeah i think most people that go on exchange they're either by themselves or they're with a very small group of people or mm. maybe just one friend mm. and so everyone is sort of forced to go up to people and say, g'day, how are you? And just meet other people. Um, so it's this like community where everybody's just like really extroverted and really open, which mm. is awesome. Cause you go to a party and people are just like running up to each other, mm. just introducing themselves. And then like a lot of great friendships were made out of that. Like one of our best friends, Frankie, shout out to Frankie. She, um, <laughs> like I, I met her just like in an economics class. Like you just go up to her like, how are you? And mm. then like you end up spending like like almost like every day with those sort of people you build like three to four year friendships over like a six mm. month period just because you spend every night together because you're yeah. always socializing and we're both really heavily extroverted so if we're sitting inside we don't really like it so we're always socializing the no, watching movie like friends inside. yeah but like always with people kind of thing yeah socializing a lot um so when you see people with that much frequency and you go mm. through this whole experience together you maybe do a bit of traveling together like we did october first with blanker and stuff like that um you build a <laughs> head noise <laughs> but you build a very strong relationship <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's the way to put it. It's just accelerated friendships because there's just so much going out as well on exchange. Like people are going out like every night. So you're seeing these people like three to four times more than you would usually see them mm. if you were like at Sydney or whatever. And so a lot of like really intense but great relationships are formed. Um, which is sick because we now have like friendships with people all around the world. Like we know we met a lot of Californian people, met people from New York, um, Spain, like Ireland, <laughs> Canada. And like, yeah, it's just cool having like a network of friends like around the world. 
Yeah, so it's I reckon, very unique. I reckon let's quickly run through the highlights and then go into like the what we learned from it kind of mm. thing, like the things before and after. So Good for idea. both of us, a big highlight was Oktoberfest. Oh, so this is the first time we've traveled together. Um, and we were with a group of Utrecht students. We had like literally no sleep. Mm. The first um, <laughs> the first night was pretty crazy. So you basically get there at like 9 a.m. You have to run to get a seat. Um, and you get these one liter beers, but they're actually like, I think they're like 6% or something like that. Mm. So they're 8%. Yeah, 8%. They're called Steins. Yeah. Um, so they're like five standards, four to five standards each. Mm. And you're, you're, you're drinking them from 9 a.m. on an empty stomach. Um, so as you can tell, the day moves pretty quickly. We yeah. just roller coaster rides and there's a lot of singing and dancing. So on like the second Sorry. day, I was still drunk from the night before. <laughs> that was a very heavy night. But we like got up on the table at the start and we were like, oh, yeah. uh, we started, uh, the, we started the chat. In, like, the beer hall. Um, and it, the atmosphere is just crazy <laughs> because you've got hundreds of drunk, really fun people in a room together and you're just singing and dancing. And we, after like a couple of beers, we just started running from like <laughs> side of the room to side of the room, like going up to people, like getting pictures with them, like starting to dance with them, just taking their arm. It makes it sound and really like, tragic. But yeah, that feeling of yeah, starting a chant is like literally really one of the craziest really feelings you It was can like get. the ice, did we do the Iceland one or was it like the... Oh, you know, it's the oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, and yeah, it's just a oh. very fun thing. And so, like, it's, and it felt a lot crazier than just going to, like, a normal, for example, like, music festival. Because I think when everyone's just really drunk together, mm. it just brings out, like, the craziness. Silly, silly clothes, yeah. like, um, songs and stuff like that. Mm. So that was a really nice, like, first kind of trip. Um, so we did a few different trips as well. Like, I went to Morocco when Adam went to Paris. Mm. And we had both had, like, very different experiences there. Um, I went to Berlin as well. Um, you went, to, we went to, um, Belgium, but not together, yeah. different times and stuff. Um, but yeah, traveling around Europe is just awesome. But I think that a lot of people have had that similar kind of yeah, traveling experience. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we had a few experiences just like sort of backpacking in Europe, staying in backpacker hostels, which are always like unforgettable memories, just meeting random people, having fun adventures, but we didn't end up traveling a whole lot. Um, we saw, I feel like... <laughs> Oh, it was pretty much the same. No, but think about it. I went before for like two months. Yeah. Well, I was before for three weeks. But anyway, we, we sort of planned in like the first week to do a lot of traveling together around Europe. But the more we stayed in Utrecht, the more we realized we just wanted to hang out there. Mm. Because, yeah, as we said, we formed like a very tight group of friends. Um, and so we liked just on the weekend, just hanging around there and going out, um, like going to the gym. And mm. yeah. Yeah. I think like we've both said this multiple times before on different mediums, but basically the friendships and relationships you make are by far the most important thing. Like mm. you can stay in a beautiful city like this, bike ride every day, have this really unique experience, but the friendships you build are really yeah. like the most Yeah, it's a mix of like part. the place that you're at and the friendships that you make when you're there. Like we've both done a lot of reflection, like just journaling and writing and that sort of stuff on exchange. And we realize like it all just boils down to the people you meet. Um, and that's what, yeah, had the greatest experience, just having a lot of like really quality relationships. Um, yeah. Mm, so what about in terms of how you feel like you were different from the start to end of exchange, <sighs> any like learnings, anything that you would advise a future person considering exchange? Advise a future person. The only, so I was actually thinking about this because we went to an exchange session where we met people that were going to go on exchange <laughs> in um, yeah. the next couple of months. And to I was thinking like well, what actually. to say, like all the practical stuff that sort of gets taken care of. I would just say, it's just about your attitude. Mm. It's like we, 
bounced off each other a lot in terms of our attitude, like forcing each other to do things and mm. forcing and just like generally making each other be in good moods. But like, it's just about going out there, going out as much as possible and just saying hello to that person that's waiting in front of a line. Yeah. And just like sort of like really bringing out the sort of extroverted side of you while still being your general, um, your authentic self. Yeah. Some of my best moments actually in my life have been just starting conversations with random people. I think it's such mm. an understated thing. Yeah. And we get in these moods, both of us, where we've talked to one person and it just feels like you're unstoppable. Like you can just yeah. kind of talk to anyone and just, mm. it's it's kind of like a law of attraction kind of thing. Maybe it's the oxytocin <laughs> being released in our brains when we interact with them. chemistry. But, um, yeah, just getting out of your comfort zone, just trying and talk to other people that you probably wouldn't talk to before, people from different nationalities, and just going to parties with the attitude that, look, we're here for a certain amount of time. Yeah. There's so many beautiful people, amazing people in this room to potentially learn from, to potentially interact with. So let's go talk to them all kind of thing. Yeah. So like one of the examples when Sachin said he felt unstoppable after talking to someone <laughs> was when we were just getting, what was it Poke Bowl? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's over. another like um, discussion. Oh, no. <laughs> Basically, we're both so obsessed with Poke Bowls. We think they're the best thing. We're going to start like a Poke Bowl business um, at some point no. in our life. Oh, is Adam's also me? planning to start, start a sauna company. Or that and the Poke Bowl company. I've got some ideas. Noah. Um, shout out to Noah. Um, what was I saying? So yeah, we're going to Poke Bowl and we'll just like, we just finished it on the street. I was like, Sachin, go up to someone and like, like get 50 euros off them. Just like, just get it. And so he went up to some like, I can't, I can't tell you how much I was shitting myself when he asked me to do that. It was like, just like something random. I played it off like I was heaps confident, heaps alpha, but inside mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, I'm asking someone for 50 euros. Kind and of so he went up to some woman, asked for 50 euros and she was like, oh yeah, sure. Like I'll get it out if you just bank transfer me. And they started like to walk to the ATM together. She yeah. was very willing to get him the 50 euros for yeah. free. Yeah. And um, I was like, and it was like, <laughs> you were just like, what? No. How did that happen? But like yeah. after, And it sort of like makes you realize that like people are much more, um, how do you say it? They're just like willing to do things than you think they are. And they're also just so willing to talk. Like yeah. I think a lot of people just have resting bitch faces in the sense that they... Oh, yeah. But once you open something <laughs> yeah, up, yeah. they're very open. We made a lot of friends that way. <laughs> and um, so after that, he was just like, he just felt crazy. Like he was like, just, yeah, like Seize running the through house. the street. <laughs> and no, it was, just, it was just like sort of like running, skipping through the street. And it, yeah, I think we went out that night and had a good night. But yeah, just simple <laughs> things like that. Just forcing yourself to do something that's very random and like sort of uncomfortable. Mm. Um, just... Gets you those like, Very sort of great feelings. Very yes theory-ish. Yeah. So yourself before and after? I think um, just more self-aware. If I had to pinpoint one thing, just more aware of like my emotions and what's happening. And I definitely think I'm more confident mm. in the sense that I don't think I've got like insecurities about like, yeah, I don't really feel like there's insecurities left in terms of like, confidence mm. at all so like i feel totally fine with like talking to anyone like approaching mm. people don't really get nervous about like social situations i think in like the past i have and stuff mm. like everyone has that to some degree mm. but i think exchange like yeah so exchange it makes you like even more confident of yourself and if mm. you're not a confident person it can literally get you over that like mm. we met um so a bunch of people that like really like sort of socially anxious people in exchange mm. and exchange like they just sort of got over it because mm. they're forced to talk to so many people and get out of the comfort zone mm. so yeah i'll just say i'm more in tap with my emotions and how i'm feeling mm. which we'll get onto that is not always a good thing. yeah yeah, it, yeah it's a good thing but i think in the initial stages of increasing self-awareness can be bad because you're too aware of how you're feeling at every moment mm. and you start to question things mm. Um, but apart from that, just confidence. What mm. about you? 
Yeah, very similar. Um, for me, it was my first time being single as like an over 18 year old. So that was a very different space to go into. Very, very confident. And I feel like I picked up a lot of social dynamic kind of things. Some of them from you in the sense of like reading body language, um, kind of just like very like simple things, like just like walking with your chest up to feel more confident <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> smiling a lot more, all those kinds of like little social things, I think. And for me, this was the first time I, I traveled by myself for a while. And that was a big thing for me in the sense because I'm like a big mummy's boy. Anyone that knows me can um, attest to that. And I'm like very not independent. So that was a very, um, well, our house was pretty messy, but yeah. it was still a crash course and kind of had to be 15% of an adult. Yeah, I'll attest to that. Um, we can't call ourselves functioning adults by the way. Not we quite live. yet. Yeah, our, our house was pretty messy. We, mm. we, don't, we didn't always take care of like the small things and stuff. But we, we still had so much fun. Like we had literally people like when certain people would like sleep over at our house, they'll clean our house <laughs> for us and stuff. Which is yeah, shout out to Christine. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, I think we both had a kind of a similar developing experience from Exchange. Mm. Um, it's gonna be interesting because a few of our good friends are actually on Exchange at the moment. So yeah, we're really interested to see like what they're like when they come back. Um, so I want to touch more onto oh. that whole being too conscious of your thoughts thing because I think it's really important in the sense that we're both people that are sometimes very hard on ourselves. Um, we, we always want to be in like very prime states. So like we try and go to the gym every day, we try and meditate, we try and journal and all that stuff. Like that stuff is meaningless and the, the thing behind it is this quest to try and be in like a primed mental state all the time. And I think that that can sometimes get out of hand. And that like as Adam was saying before, if that's what you're constantly thinking about, if you're constantly being like, okay, how am I feeling right now? Like sometimes I'm like very hard on myself if I'm not feeling really confident like I normally am or I don't approach someone. And I think we're, well, me, me more than Adam, but I'm trying to really work for this balance of like constantly improving, trying to get into these good states, constantly trying to be the best version of myself, but also not being too hard and trying to be present in all mm. my interactions. Um, so that's something definitely that I'm like navigating now since I've come back. Yeah. So I think there's two things there. Basically, we went into exchange being two people that were very obsessed with this idea of self-development, mm. which is a good thing on one side and then can be really negative on another side. We're just like- <laughs> hands are so awkward, but yeah. <laughs> we're just like really obsessed with like improving ourselves and being the best way we can possibly be. In terms of like fitness, in terms of um, like our relationships with our friends, in terms of our studies, in terms of work, terms of like everything. You sound like you've had to cry. Sorry. Um, and I think when we gained a lot of sort of self-awareness and more understanding of ourselves through exchange, we started to like, yeah, you start to be so in tap with your emotions. You're like, hey, I'm not feeling that good or I'm feeling good. And you start to like second guess and question yourself. And when you do have like that sort of increase in self-awareness, I guess it can feel sort of negative because... I don't know, you just become aware of when you're feeling slightly you're, anxious. Yeah, you're, you're not feeling the you're best. You're vibrating on a and much higher level. Like I self. said, well, like Sachin said, <laughs> we're people with like very high standards for ourselves, And so that actually created like a bit of negativity coming back because being aware of ourselves, plus having high standards and wanting to be people that are possibly always improving, mm. um, it just made us be really harsh on ourselves. So I think the thing we're starting to realize now is like just a constant acceptance Mm. of like our emotions and our state mm. not really and thinking like realizing that you don't always need to be in a good state mm. um it's like you should try and do the things in the morning which could make you like a more positive mm. more energetic person but 
don't get down on yourself and definitely don't get too obsessed with this idea of like, fuck. <laughs> with this idea of um wait one sec. I can finish your sentence if you want. This <laughs> 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 idea of like priming yourself or developing yourself. And mm. that's stuff that we're like constantly that we're working out now mm. like how this whole thing of improving yourself and wanting to be mm. the best person you can be so like becoming that person while also living a happy uh, life with a good mental state mm. so i got two things to carry on from that one of them is not that related but for me it's also a lot i have this like fear of being like average and i've talked to a lot of people about it but like i really don't want to categorize myself as a normal uni student but upon reflection i am a normal uni student and mm. i shouldn't be so focused on being like different, doing crazy things, um, trying to be like, I actually had a big realization a few nights ago in the sense that I'm a very competitive person and I've been trying to measure myself up to other people's standards all yeah. around my life. So for example, let's say in the gym, I'll be down on myself if I'm not as big as some guy that's 10 years older than me and is on roids. And let's say in finance, I'll be down on myself if I don't beat someone that wants to become like investment banker or and you might not even care about the spend, subject yeah spends all their time on that so that's something i think I, I was talking to my dad about this but i think i derived that from my dad but this competitiveness all around which is you really need to measure yourself to your own standards and it's so mm. easy to get sucked up in other yeah. people's standards i think that's like one of the big challenges of like sort of becoming a proper adult like having your own um criteria of standards and values mm. and uni it's really easy to get sucked into just competing against others in terms of like the subjects you're doing but also in terms of like your career and work like people ask you like what do you do mm. what are you studying and you feel like you want to measure yourself against people and you feel like you've got to be at a certain level at a certain time like i meant to have done an internship by now i meant to have these marks mm. and have a grad job by then and it's easy to get sucked into that mentality and really stray away of like again your authentic self so much respect do. for people that like for example entrepreneurs maybe someone that wants to become a teacher mm. or something like that well actually teachers have, it's very highly respected but i'm just saying someone that pursues their passions um that don't go against these whole societal standards that have been developed essentially mm. Um, and it's just like, yeah, it's just really about refining. There's so much information around us. There's so many perspectives. Yeah. Our parents, our friends, our teachers, everyone has different perspectives. And in this information ex age, we're exposed to even more. So mm. it's just about refining and choosing what actually means something to you. Mm. And for me, I had a very um, useful exercise in this. I actually got it from a book and it was all about imag imagining your own funeral. And so your parents- What book was this? Um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah. Um, so your parents, um, your friends, your brother, sister, they all get up and speak. And you kind of want to think about what you want to hear at your own funeral. And those qualities, those values are meant to kind of dictate what means something to you, mm. which I think is pretty um, a cool thing to say. I just want to add on to that as well, that this is kind of an unrelated thought. But with exchange, for me personally, when I got back, I was had a rough period for like maybe two to three days. But I also, me and Adam both had this expectation that our friends would change because we'd had this seven months of, well, I did. I just thought things would be different back home because we had this seven months of yeah, no, a crazy different environment and we'd both changed, developed for the better or worse, who knows, um, for all this time. And we came back and it's just like, when your friends are just the same as they always were, we had this expectation that things would be different just because we had this unique experience. Mm. And of course, we're like, why would it be different for them? Like they had the same environment, they're doing the same things. Like, yeah, they may have developed and stuff, but they wouldn't go through this crazy, like mental yeah. kind of change. And that was, I, I know I acted a bit dickhead-ish about that at the very start, because I was just like a bit, where am I, who are my friends, like kind of thing, but mm. it's all good now. Yeah, so upon reflection of that, I guess people change through 
two things through their habits, which is basically just themselves, like what mm -hmm. they can do with themselves, and the environment, which is like sort of cultural attitudes towards you, or like the physical location. What? You're a philosopher now. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I perceive it. We change to like habit and environment. So obviously on exchange, yeah, you get to experience this like immense change because you're away from all of your friends, living outside of home for like the first time. Uh, you're in a total different culture and you're with different people and you're probably going to pick up different habits. Like it's very easy to pick up different habits when you move yourself physically, mm. in my opinion, mm. because you're, you're not bound to those habits because you're not bound to your physical location, to mm. your friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so you come back to this environment and you feel like, oh, I've changed or I think I've changed. Mm. We don't know if we've actually changed. Maybe we just mentally think we've changed. What is change though? We'll get onto <laughs> that. So, and then you come back to Sydney and you're like, everything is the same. Mm. Like, literally, you go back to your home suburb and you're like, whoa, this is sort of boring. You see your friends and it's good and stuff and, like, it's still the same. Um, but, like, that's not a bad thing mm. at all. And you shouldn't really expect things to change. Like, yeah. things are only going to change if you force them to change. Mm. And so it, it's always weird coming back after a long time. I definitely agree. So that's, like, just something to be mindful of. Anyone that goes on exchange, um, what was I going to But then into? again, talking about change... Like, whether we've actually changed or not, we don't know. Like, because um, yeah. we, we've had this crazy experience, which has been so different from mm. what we normally experience. We mm. feel like we've had these unique experiences and that has led us to change. But we, like, if we go and, like, chill with our friends, mm. they probably haven't said that. Like, we've changed that much. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think that also when you go back to the same environment, some of your changes get kind of suppressed because yeah. you're in the same environment again. Yeah. And I think it's just very important to be aware of that if you're yeah. actually trying to make a big change in your life. You need to um, change your environment in line with your habits. So we change our environment in Utrecht, mm. develop new habits. We go back to the same environment. Those new habits that we have, they won't stay there for long if we just um, don't change our environment again. Yeah. It's just about like the sort of the people you hang out with and like places you hang out and yeah. Mm. I think that's just a reflection on life itself as well, that how mm. important your environment is. Yeah. And literally did a lot we, of reflection. We, we were fairly like we were like fairly like we were decent mates before we went. But uh, since we've lived together, because we've been in the same environment, the same experiences, we've actually noticeably seen our personalities like is that converge or divert? I don't know. Converge. Converge together. Um, and so I think for I think for also very extroverted people, the environment is incredibly important. Um, I know for myself, literally, if I spend like one to two days with people that have aspirations to them, maybe go into the corporate world, to something like that, I honestly feel myself wanting that same kind of yeah. stuff. Mm. Um, and so... And it happens like subconsciously as well. Mm. Like you make a lot of conscious changes when you're in an environment. So you hang out with people, they might peer pressure you to do things and you like, you make a choice like, yeah, I'll do that. But then a lot of like, you will subconsciously pick up like body language sort of things mm. when you hang around with different sort of people. Mm. And mm -hmm. like, we notice that a lot in Utrecht, like depending on the people we're around, like, that can change our mood like a lot. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy how we have these kind of attachments to things in the sense that if someone is behaving in a certain way, it kind of changes our energy levels. Um, that's like, for me, I think a big thing I realized after high school and I really tried to like separate people that were, I found to be a little bit negative, a little bit low energy and stuff. And I was like much more happy with like my friend group um, mm. post high school because of that. Um, but yeah, I think it's just something to always be aware of. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be something you police in the sense that, oh, I'm only going to be friends with that person because they add value to your life. We've both kind of been kind of what's the right word 
um, guilty of sometimes potentially having that attitude, but it's just like something to be very aware of, especially well, at this age, mm. this developmental age where you're perspective. I think it depends upon knowing yourself and knowing what you want. Because mm. I think we would say that, so I've got a lot of friends where the environment does not affect them at all. Mm. Like one of my like best friends, like he can hang out like anywhere with other people and he'll always remain like his sort of solid state person. Yeah. Like he's got a very like authentic personality and he yeah. knows what he likes. But I think me and Sachin are people like, we get influenced a lot by like mm. being in other people's environments. It's mm. so, like, and it happens, so it happens in both ways. Like the sort of maybe low energy negative people will like, will get a bit low energy in a bad mood, but then like mm. high energy, like really exciting people, we just take up their characteristics mm. so much and we witness that. Mm. And so, Again, it depends on what you want. Like, you've got to sort of be willing to accept, like, hang out with everyone. But if you want certain things, then you're going to have to yeah. hang out with certain I don't think people. that's a hard and fast rule for me necessarily because oh, I yeah. feel like sometimes when I'm with, like, low yeah, energy, less, so. less confident people, I kind of, like, <clears throat> um, I feel like my energy levels are dynamic and they rise just to kind of bring up the mood and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I think we should yeah. wrap this up. Mm. Um, so, basically... We both don't know what we're doing with this podcast, but it's essentially we're just having some conversations. Next week, we're going to have some people on, some people yeah, we find interesting, yeah. have some conversations with them. Hopefully, we can co cover topics like philosophy, entrepreneurship, mm. life direction. But um, if there's anything people want us to talk about, yeah, I guess. Message us. Um, yeah, message us. We, we love to talk to people about anything. Yeah, literally um, anything. So I think our vision is just people that are like just a diverse range of um, people that do heaps of different things. If you're weird, um, message us because we love weird like people. <laughs> weird people in like prominent positions that like mm, you're really interested mm. in one thing. We just want people of like a particular maybe knowledge or interest in mm. like a field or a number of different fields and we can just like talk to them, podcast style. Yeah. Like we'd love like um, maybe like academics, people that are interested in a particular academic, mm. like politicians, like sports people. Yeah, we can base, we're both like, we're both interested in basically everything. So mm. um, even if you're like a professional soul, me, soul sort or of something, like, like yeah. uh, I'd be keen to have a chat. I was just going to say, I'm interested in like everything, like except for chemistry. Well, psychedelics is something we're both interested in. Yeah, okay. If Sam Harris ever wants to come up on this, <laughs> oh, I'd be very open that, yeah. Um, I think like a lot of our inspiration from this comes from things like the Joe Rogan podcast, um, Tim Ferriss Show, Tim Ferriss Show, which we listen to a lot of in Utrecht. Like, we'll just be around a house making dinner <laughs> or just doing, not chores, because we don't really do them, but like just chilling around a house and on our speaker would have like the Tim Ferriss mm. podcast and we just listen to fascinating things like subjects about like God, morality, mm. entrepreneurship, mm. psychedelics, free will, just whole different subjects and just yeah. like learning while you're just doing other stuff, mm. which is cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we can discuss anything. And also mm. in the sense that we're both university students, we're both slightly confused about our direction. We're both mm. going through all these the ups and downs of life and stuff, mm. but we're both kind of really open to talk about it. So yeah. if there's also anything specific, like I know when I did my blog, people messaged me saying, can you write about this? Can you write about this? And I was like, cool, let's do that. So if there's anything you want to like, if, any, <laughs> if anyone actually watches this, first of all, but yeah. second of all, if there's anything people want us to talk about we had these chats anyway so we're mm. just recording it yeah um, we're not like so we're not really doing this so other people will watch it if people watch it and they gain value that's awesome mm. but it's more so that like we want to have these sort of talks with people that are like mm. older than us and experienced anyway mm. just because as Sachin said we're like we're both 20 years old we're interested in a lot of things but we don't know exactly what our direction is mm. so we want to just learn as much, mm. hear those experiences from other people. And being young, we might that might help because we might be able to offer a platform for other sort of young people yeah. that might not 
get those sort of Actually, actually that's a lie. I think we both have some direction. We both kind of know where we want to go, but also we live in like 2019. We're going to have so many different careers. We're going to try so much different stuff. I think we both mm. really want to try different stuff. Yeah. Like honestly, if someone came Great. to me, if this metaphorical God, sorry if anyone actually believes in God, but came to me and was like, oh, this is what your life is going to be like, I would not want to see at all. Like, I think that, of course, this uncertainty can be overwhelming sometimes, but I think it's Mm. so beautiful as well in the sense that you don't know if you're going to meet the love of your life on the bus on the way home. Mm. You don't know if this is like, all these things are going to happen. I just, that uncertainty, as much as sometimes it makes me scared, most of the time it it makes me excited. So hopefully that's something else we can kind of delve into. So yeah, basically, hopefully by next week we'll have someone cool to feature on this yeah. and we'll have conversation and we'll talk about what that happens in their life and what they're interested in and yeah, yeah. just have a yarn. If anyone got all the way through this head noise, we appreciate you. <laughs> all, right. all right, thank you. Ladies, <laughs> how do we end this? All right. <laughs> yeah, just press that one. <laughs>